1: Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, and myself. Mike, how's everyone doing?
0: Fantastic. I think I'm losing my voice a little, but good.
1: (laughs) That's what happens when you try and start a new show, or or in the planning of a new show. (laughs) Mm-hmm. By the way, Um, I
2: think you're crazy, man. Ah,
1: we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. And
2: this is from someone who does three shows. Hey, I
1: I do three shows
2: as well. I know. But
1: someone else wants to chime in on this as well.
0: Call Wazy. Well, I only have one thing to say to
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Let's knock off some business real quick. Check out WookieRadio.net, Ripped Apparel, Superhero Stuff, who they're about to get their own brick-and-mortar store in the Philadelphia area, I think around King of Prussia. Uh, They're going to have their own store, but check out Ripped Apparel and Superhero Stuff. Uh, Some great merchandise there. Check out RT Public Store. Um, Got the logo there. Uh, We're slowly working on some other designs and ideas. And quite possibly um, might have some new products, like maybe pillows, totes, uh, tapestries, if you want the Wookiee Radio logo on your wall. Now I post that. So check that out if you want to get in touch with us. It is Wookiee Radio on Facebook, Twitter, or Wookie at Wookie Radio.net if you want to email us. And speaking of Twitter, how about this? I put out there earlier today, probably not soon enough, but it's still, I think with as little time as I did put it out, we've had some great responses. And that is, who are your top three favorite characters in Star Wars? Uh, we will share ours on this week's episode, which we will. Let's hear from you. And we actually got three responses. Responses to this uh, at time of recording. So before we get to them... I know I posed this question to you guys before show, so hopefully had enough time to think about it. Ken, let's start off with you. Your top three. And if you want to do it in no particular order, that's cool too.
2: Well, for me, it, it's got to go where everything started. You got to put Luke Skywalker as as um, for me. He's he's number one. He always probably will be.
1: Okay, and number two.
2: Oh, I get to go straight to number two. Yep,
1: go one, two, and three.
2: <clears throat> ah, um, Yoda has to be in there too for me. I mean, I'm just I'm a Jedi kind of guy. Okay. Which is interesting because my th- the, the Yoda and Luke. You don't have to say, um, there's not much you can say, because everybody knows those characters. Another one, is this one's a, you gotta blow the dust off the character, because he's been hiding for a long time, but you remember the character of Zek? He uh, was Jason and Jaina's best friend that they had met on Coruscant.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before,
2: um, the Jedi Knight, um, or the Jedi Academy books. Okay. And he was a kid who actually was a street rat kind of character on Coruscant, um, through the entire se- basically that book series um, tells his story, because, uh um, uh, there's um, a faction that creates a Shadow Academy opposite of the Jedi Academy that's training Sith, and Zek becomes basically the star pupil in this Sith Academy. Okay, and through the book, he actually um, falls to the dark side, finds redemption, comes back. Um, kind of, he was uh, kind of Jaina Solo's first boyfriend, really, if you look at it that way. That pissed Han off. Quite sure of it. Yeah, well
1: <laughs> Um how about you, Derek? As I no. draw that out, try and think of <laughs> your name. Why? I don't know.
0: <laughs> this is probably one of the hardest questions I've had to answer. Um I'm gonna go with uh Han Solo for number one. Okay. Uh, uh then- I almost knock myself out with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I will. I think number two is actually going to be a tie uh, between Chewie and Arjudeitu. Okay. Because uh, I can't decide which one I like better. And then uh, number three is going to be Lando. Okay. I guess I like the scoundrels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are, You like what we are. <laughs> Well, my three are, uh, I have a tie for number three uh, between R2-D2 and Chewbacca myself. Uh, number two is Neem Numb. Ah, nice. Number one, as, this should come as no surprise, the ad drivers. I know, I know. Yep. The <laughs> <ADAT> drivers. drivers. <laughs> uh, it's... Once it became a somewhat running joke between my wife and I, when I first started getting gear for for home, audio gear for home, Um, there was a piece of recording equipment called uh, an ADAT machine, audio digital or analog digital audio tape machine and she thought i said adat <laughs> so that's where that kind of became a running joke but i always had a soft spot for the adats it was the one toy i wanted as a kid that i never got i had the chicken walker i had the atst but i never had an adat you poor thing. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> but I had plenty of drivers. I had a couple drivers because but nothing
0: like, formed to drive.
1: I put. I actually put them in the the ATST. It's like now y'all can drive this. Uh, <laughs> sure, and, then, why not? and then and then Hasbro or not Hasbro Kenner had those micro vehicles. Oh yeah, where it was like the one off thing and always had my adat drivers driving that as well <laughs> since, yeah. since since they were a ground pilot not a not a tie fighter pilot but there were times i had my adat driver flying darth vader's tie fighter
0: <laughs> taking out so, for a little joy ride pretty much so <laughs> Um I actually um I actually have a funny story about the Adat that you love. When I was a kid, um my grandmother asked me what I wanted for Christmas and I don't know where I got this, but at the time I was calling them snowwalkers. So I told her I wanted a snowwalker for Christmas. And she went to every store she could think of asking for a snowwalker, but she could never find it. <laughs> she felt so bad she's like, I'm sorry, but I couldn't find it. I'm like, Oh, that's okay. If I had known at the time it was an ad. I think that was when it first came when the movie had first came. <laughs> (laughs) came. yeah imperial what i did eventually i did eventually get one so and now i have two very cool yeah
2: i have one out in the garage too i i wish i had all the pieces for it i don't have like the guns underneath but i believe i do have the side door to it
1: uh it it might not have been last year it might have been the year before but i missed by 40 minutes getting the lego ad at for 30 bucks uh-huh. from the Lego store because uh, wow was a, it was a Black Friday deal they were already taking it was already on sale for eighty dollars and they were taking like another forty percent off of that which dropped it down to 60 something and then with my uh-huh. cast discount being 35 or twenty percent with the Lego store it knocked it down to like 30 something I'm like really? Uh, can, can we just turn clocks back forty minutes on the computer so I could get it at the discount? nope, sorry we can't do that. <laughs> missed out by forty
0: minutes i oh I have it go ahead i I died I just died i don't I went too I'm like ah. Uh. I have another ad story. Wow, maybe I should have picked Adat as one of my favorite vehicles. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong phew. with that choice. <laughs> but one of my the one of my ads I got one of the, I have an original Ad and a Power of the Force Ad. Um and the original one I actually got for Christmas. I got uh like ten years ago. Me and my friend went to the comic book store and they had one for sale. Uh and I was gonna I was thinking about buying it, but I'm like, uh and I didn't. So I left and then I kept thinking about it and thinking about it, so I went back. Back to the comic book store the next day and it was gone so i was all bummed and then come christmas time it turns out my friend had bought it for me for christmas
2: now, that's a real friend. Yeah. I yeah. know. Well, I have,
0: So, the whole time I was bummed,
1: he knew he had it. Well, I I've You know, got, he was
2: loving that. Oh, I've yeah. I've got
1: the Micro Machines ad-at. At, it's up on the shelf behind me. And I thought I had another one. I think I have a, Titan- I have a Titanium ad-at. At, I have the Lego Micro Machine Adat, at And then they did a... Which comes with the Adat driver, and then they they did another set that's led to like the polyvinyl bags that you get now up by the registers. But this was in a plastic clamshell type box of an AT-AT. So between the Falcon and the Adat, <laughs> it's like. And I can't wait for the Micro Machine Lego Falcon for Last Jedi with Chewie, because I have the one mm-hmm. from the original trilogy. I want which Scott Han. Now I want the one with Chewie. And if I if I had the money to do the <laughs> a Falcon collection, I had some place to store them all. Mm. Oh, I would be working on a timeline. Okay,
2: this is the original. So you would have the now. you would have the new Lego oh, I would um, have the, Falcon. Would too.
1: I would have that one as well.
2: Yeah, I don't think any of our wives will let us drop that much money. Yeah, uh, really.
1: again, if I won the lottery, um, <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be a problem for me because we 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 would most likely keep the house we have now, use that for family when they come to town. We would get a new house in which I would have the podcasting room, the podcasting studio, yeah. and in there would be a long shelf, yeah, probably storage. Storage units across the bottom with the top, and I will put all the Falcons there and and rig some sort of glass case or something to go over it to to keep them dust free. But I would have all the different Lego um, Falcon kits. I I will make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I might I might even go after all the, the uh, Kenner and Hasbro uh, kits, as, you know, Falcons as well.
2: I have um, the Empire Falcon up here.
1: I think that's the first time that Falcon came out. I don't think they made yeah. it far.
2: It was the first issue of, Emp- of Falcon. I think it's one from Empire.
1: And realistically, the one from Empire is the same one from... Return of the Jedi. All it is Yeah, they just, just a,
2: repackaged it. Yeah, it's yeah. just a
1: Lego. It's just the images are different on the, on the box. Uh, and then Hasbro's is different. Plus there was also a Hasbro, I think Hasbro, right around the time in the Kinder Hasbro merger, there was the Millennium Falcon figure case that came with Wedge Antilles.
0: Oh, because I, Cause I remember
1: because I remember seeing it at F A O Schwartz. I'm like, oh, this is cool, but I don't really have enough characters to put in there because I it was I was married. I was that all changed quickly. <laughs> 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 so, um, but no, the, the Falcon, uh, the TIE fighter, and the. You know, different ties in, in the, uh, but fa- the Falcon's the main ship. That's why I cannot wait for a Galaxy's Edge to open up because I have three, there's three of us in the seven-man crew to fly the Falcon, because apparently you have mm-hmm. a seven-man crew for that. Really? And, I, and I've got Melissa, I got Zoe, and I got myself that would be there regularly, and I would just have to rely on four other stranglers, I mean strangers. But if you mm-hmm. guys come down, hey, that's part of the crew
0: right there. That puts us up to 5 my wife and I are planning to make a trip down there when it opens, so... Well, we get Ken and... Yeah, we're, to,
2: Ken we're and discussing Vicky. and starting to figure out how how we're going to have to... We have to start putting back money now to plan for then.
1: Yeah. Get There's the four of you guys. There's our seven-man crew. The Falcon shall be ours.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Oh, that would be cool, too. Y'all all come down at the same time? That would be. Wookiee Radio be. Event... Record right there at, at the studios. Yeah. So we can make it happen. Galveston. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Dude, so dude, does
0: part, part of that seven man crew include two to play holo chess? I don't know.
1: I I, <laughs> I just know it's a seven man crew. I I don't know more details than that. Honestly. Hey, with I Disney, don't know more details. Yeah.
2: Well the, no, with Disney um patenting all these um hologram technologies and everything else, I would not be surprised if they actually had a working holo chess table.
1: That would um, be so sweet. It really would. That would be, yeah. Uh, so that would not
2: surprise me because they supposedly they figured out lightsabers and some of the other stuff they were there were they're going to yeah reduce.
1: yeah yeah and that's going to be in the uh, the imperial um, the first order thing where the ads are and uh, and I guess you get out of the car at some point to go after stormtroopers so, so that if they figure that out I'm sure cool. they can
2: figure out holochess or dagerr
1: yeah yeah so I I, th- I think that's going to be absolutely cool so why don't we jump right on into this week's two episodes of uh, Star Wars Rebels.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, if you like spoiler, or not spoilers, but um, Easter eggs, this was the two greatest episodes of Rebels ever. Yeah. Every scene, every, like, you don't go more than 30 seconds without another character popping up from either Rogue One or Star Wars somewhere or um, from the past of Rebels. Everybody was in this two episodes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was geeking out when they got into the war room on Yavin base. And you see, um, and uh, you expect to see Mon Mothma, and Bail Organa, but General Dodonna was standing there. I mean, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> but, um, I went to IMDb and got basically your um the the summary of what these um, episodes were because no one else had a um, short enough version, but um, you go with, these were In the Name of the Rebellion, parts one and two. In the first one, as members of the Rebel Alliance, Ezra and the Ghost crew must accept a mission to spy on an Imperial outpost they would rather destroy. And then in part two, after being separated from Hera and Kanan, Ezra and Sabine join the desperate quest for of Salah Guerrera to hunt down the Empire's elusive secret super weapon. Uh, now, that's just general descriptions, but and um, a lot of the other stuff that I want to talk about is in your the story you're bringing next, Mike, with the highlights.
1: Okay, well here, so We're going to
2: have to expand on these highlights, I think.
1: Here, here's the thing that um, you say, in the name of the rebellion. Uh, yes. And what do I have playing in the background in my head? In the name of the rebellion, baby. <laughs> Turn <laughs> it yeah, into Indigata De Vita. Maybe that's what it means. <laughs> Who knows? Well, uh, since you kind of segued over to me, how about this? We got the top 10, you know, just like we usually do from StarWars.com, we got the top 10 highlights from In the Name of the Rebellion, parts one and two. Um, of course, we see Saul Guerrero return to Rebels, and he's looking a little closer to, to how he did in Rogue One. So, yeah. And we know every time we see him, but he but he's still time, go ahead
2: <laughs> uh, I' say every time we see him he looks a little bit more beat up yeah but, but he has both legs and both arms right now so but
1: we but we know in um in the quills book that's where he ends up meeting the disaster that leads to his breathing apparatus and his mechanical legs yeah so uh first highlight welcome to Yavin four. Uh, We've heard the name in Rebels, but seeing the base on Yavin for the first time was something special. All the ships, the people, the comm center, couple that with Hera and her squadrons, emergency landing, and this episode started off with a bang. I just thought it was interesting just how huge... The Mandalorian ship was when it landed.
2: Yeah, it was almost Hell the same yeah. size as the Those temple. Those ships are huge.
0: I know. So,
2: well, you got to call out a couple of cameos that are in here. Like I said, there was people from the Rogue One and from um, the History of Rebels because um, we got Captain Rex was in here. Yep. working with the Re- which we know he's been working. But we saw Agent Callus in full Rebel gear now. Yep, which he looked that looked great on him. They they, they did well, really good with that model. The the yeah. joke
1: the joke about Callus at Celebration. If you listen to um the press release or the the press conference episode that we put out around celebration is they refer to him as hot Callus. yeah um
2: he actually i think that comes from fangirls going rogue which is another star wars podcast
1: yeah well it carried over on on the show as well i think they got it from yeah. where they were talking about where the cat with the females on the cast were calling them that um I wonder if they're really now going that's hot gallus cuz okay I I love the new look I loved how the mutton chops have developed even more yeah, and he's let his hair go a little bit more. He is a good look. I really like the the way they went with it. Uh, it's
2: looking more like a rebel.
1: Yeah, uh, number two, how we fight and who we fight for. God, this sounds like something that Herb Brooks would have said. What's your name? Who do you play for? <laughs>
0: you know, um, before before you continue on with that, I just. One thing I have to say is that whole opening scene with the, you know, getting to Yavin and the, the Y-Wings coming in and crashing in it. That just, I don't know, something about that whole scene. I was just like, oh, this is so awesome. See, to me. Well,
2: part of it could be. Well, part of that could be. It's the first time we see the entire crew of the um, of the Ghost together since, what, almost halfway through last season. Yeah, because the beans took part off of it. about six or seven episodes before the end, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. But it was also so this, we seeing, actually
2: saw the reunion of the entire Ghost Crew.
0: It was also just seeing Yavin Four and seeing Y-wings and. Yeah. But you know the the landing with the
1: Y-wings, I almost saw as a nod to Red Tails. I still
2: got to see that
0: where where they
1: show you know where's a couple of the pla- it's one of the planes is coming in hot because you know it's damaged and, and, and it's based on true events because they the the HBO movie, ski Airmen, they, re- they they showed the same thing there. But it was almost a nod to that type of, you know, to the Red Tails, nod to the World War Two fighter movies, where oh, plane's coming in super hot, it can't, you know, w- will it crash? Will it won't? No, no. Or even Top Gun, like beginning of Top Gun, you know, and yeah. you had one so I, I I thought that was a cool nod. Um, so how we fight and who we fight for. If there's an overall difference between the Empire and the Rebellion, this question is at the heart of it. The easy path would, make, would be to make decisions on emotion. But Ma Mothra's discussion with Ezra reminds us that this fight is much bigger than Lothal. Salgarer, on the other hand, has other ideas about how things should be done. Indeed, he does. Uh, number yes. three, the Jalindi Relay. Between the landing, the tilting chopper bouncing into the mid- middle section, and the that whole game, awesome. and the whole game of slip and slide, uh, you have to appreciate this whole section. When you add Ezra pretending to be Commander Bron Titus to Commander Bron Titus, um, and you know you can't forget that little wave Ezra does <laughs> as he's doing yeah. it, uh, the this one
2: definitely made the list um,
0: but some great comedic moments in there in Yeah, that, those episodes now number four actually it, <clears>
2: um, <throat> hang on a second before we get too far um, back to when Mon Mothma's talking to the big giant floating head of Saw Gerrera. tell <laughs> me that didn't feel like a nod do you guys remember the last Starfighter yeah uh, yeah do you remember when um, the evil prince shows up at um, the command center and there's a, a, a giant floating hologram head looking down on all the Starfighters oh,
0: that's the first yeah. thing I thought when I saw
2: Saw in that.
1: Um, And I just realized as we're doing this, we forgot to mention our Twitter followers and their top three characters.
2: Ah. Well, as soon as we get done with this, we'll kick back to that if you want. We will. Number four, guided by fate, emotion,
1: and the force, when the Jalandi... Jalindi job goes haywire Sabine and Ezra find themselves in need of a pickup which leaves saw to scoop them up uh, so you know we get the first appearance of the U-wing fighter um, oh, that, that was awesome in this episode too
0: yeah both young rebels it was great make, watching it in action
1: both young rebels make a choice to go with saw because after all that's happened they don't want to take action. All right, they. after all that's happened, they want to take action. Uh, number five, the human cargo. Uh, the Empire has no problem with shipping people in containers, and it's interesting that Saw doesn't seem to care much about them either. Both Saw and the Empire are only concerned with what they know, while Sabine and Ezra are having a hard time with the idea of just leaving them there. This leads to, leads to Chopper, the rescue droid, our new favorite superhero. <laughs> uh, number six. No matter his methods, Saul's right about what the empire's up to. This is where we get into a pr- into a problem area. Ultimately, Saul's right. His intel's good. He's right about the empire's cargo being connected to the super weapon. That we all know it's the Death Star, but they're still waiting to figure out. But it's hard to argue that he gets results, even if you dislike his methods. Ezra recognizes it. The difference, however, is that Ezra is more interested in saving people than attacking the Empire at the moment. Uh, number seven.
2: The next one, I have some stuff to talk about. Cause there's some awesome stuff that came in the next two
1: Death mm-hmm. Troopers. Now we saw them briefly. Oh, yeah. We saw them briefly when we. S- saw them escorting Thrawn at the end of last season. Um but finally we will get to see death troopers in actions on rebels. Did you recognize Jennifer Hell as the command as the voice of commander DTF16?
0: I thought that voice sounded familiar. Uh it's the most
2: I, I thought she almost sounded like Phasma but it, it was not but
0: yeah kind of yeah. a
2: British accent and a female trooper I think is what put it together.
1: Um uh, it's the most up close and personal we've gotten with them to date. I'm definitely ready for more, especially since especially the blasters they have. You can never have too many cold blasters. My only issue is um, now it relates back to if they could sound that clean and that good here, and I understand it's for the series. Why couldn't they have sounded that clean and good in Rogue One?
2: Oh yeah, they could have, but we didn't need them to.
1: But we should have. That's the whole thing. I because well, because the cool there, there was yeah. I mean there was some conversation with them and you, you it was like what are they saying mm. so I mean it's but I don't think we were meant to hear them in that case yeah I, probably not but I still would have liked to have heard them
2: yeah well also did you catch that they name dropped Krennic a couple times in here when yeah. they yes. were talking yes. We know directly that these guys these death troopers are working directly for Orson Krennic.
1: Yes. So, um I was trying to see if uh on the on the starwars.com soundboard if they had
2: uh what death troopers?
1: Yeah. But I'm not I'm not seeing them now.
2: I don't, I don't think, think
1: so. I don't think they do. I wish they would update this.
2: They do, I think, about once a year or so.
1: I don't even think they do that because I don't remember seeing any Rogue One stuff on here.
2: Well, let me check. There's some Rogue One stuff on the um, in the app. Right. Let me look on the app real quick because the app um, has a soundboard also.
1: Now, number eight, Hello Giant Kyber Crystal. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I just imagine um, Rob Paulson's voice from Animaniacs doing that. <laughs> Hello, giant kyber crystal. Uh, we've seen them in small sizes, we've heard them mentioned, we've seen one get blown up before. But this episode presented fans with their first look at a massive kyber crystal. Now we have an even, even better understanding of both the crystal's properties and powers. We also know what happens when you shove a lightsaber through one. A really big explosion. <laughs> see, when when they talked about the kyber, you know, harvesting kyber crystals for the Death Star, I'm thinking, okay, it's all the small, you know, what we see in in Clone Wars with the Padawan episode. What we see yeah. with them using for the lightsabers. I'm like, okay, that's a crap. That, um, my,
0: that was my thought i was like oh my how many kyra crystals is that gonna take that's yeah. a
2: crap ton well what got me on this one was the that fact that this was in carbon freeze when they found it yeah. yeah it was great they blasted the ring around it and all of a sudden you see it and um you're not sure what this big mound is that the because it looks like they're just protecting a box Then you see that light, and the way the light comes off of it is like, dude, there's only one thing that's ever looked like that in Star Wars, and it was thawing out from carbon freeze.
1: Yep. Yep. So, uh, number nine, Saul shows his true colors. So do Ezra and Sabine. First Hondo Hondo and now Saul Guerrero. Poor Ezra is learning the hard way that being against the Empire doesn't mean you're automatically a good guy. Like Saul says, Mm -hmm. he'll do anything to be the victor, including stunning both Sabine and Ezra to keep them from sabotaging the hyperdrive, so he can see what the Empire's up to. Ah, yes. And then, finally, number 10, Chopper, Sabine, and Ezra to the rescue. In the end, both Ezra and Sabine save the prisoners and manage to stay in one piece long enough for Hera to come pick them all up. Not only is everyone alive, but the prisoners have decided to join the rebellion. A special mention of Ezra's little wave to Hera just because it was a great book into his earlier wave to Titus. Uh, <laughs> and then honorable mention is both Jetta and Krennic get mentions in this episode. Our journey closer to the events of rogue one continues. Also seeing that Ewing in action was great. Yeah. And, and like we yeah. talked about with the pr- at the press conference, the, um, this will lead up almost right to the events of Rogue One.
2: Well, yeah, so. we know from here, um, if I remember right, Saw says straight up that he's heading to Jeddah, So he's getting ready to go set up the resistance on Jeddah from here. You see right. two tubes, his right-hand man on Jeddah was with him piloting the ship here.
1: Right. And we'll get to that in a second, but, uh, getting back to the, the top three, um, Jeremy Fishbach, uh, who is from Twitter, uh, and he's one of the co-hosts of the Cantina, Cant- Canto cast, uh, he gave his three as Luke Skywalker, Ray, and Anakin Skywalker. Good choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk Like Jar Jar gave Jar Jar Binks. No surprise there. Uh, <laughs> Captain Tarples and Boss Nass.
2: <laughs> I like that list. And then
1: you would. and then, Lumberjack Nick gives us R2-D2, Chopper, and the rest. So, <laughs> multi-way tie for number three. So, yeah, some great choices. Great responses. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's hit some trivia out of this
0: episode. Good idea. Uh, but first, one thing I did want to say is one of the parts that actually made me laugh was uh, when Chopper attacked a stone trooper when they were trying to get to the shuttle and he just... Spun around and like hit him in the in the helmet with his with his uh, with his arms. Yeah, with his arms. For some reason, that one made me laugh really really <laughs> hard. Yeah, just every the way it happened. Every episode we
2: see, every episode we see, Chopper gets better, becomes a better fighter.
0: Yeah. All right, so so I'm trivia um, from the ep-
2: before you get into the trivia, real quick. There is one more um, cameo in here that I forgot to mention. Was back at Yavin Base. Also, we get to see young Wedge Antilles again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's and, right. He was part he's... of Hera's um, squadron.
1: And we're getting. Closer to the uh, to him being an X-wing pilot and not a uh, yes, not the uh, Y-wing pilot that he currently is.
2: Yeah, we are mm. definitely getting X-wings this season. So
0: yeah, all right. So trivia. Unless there's anything else.
2: <laughs> nope.
0: uh Saw Guerrera, Oh once wait, one again, more. Oh
2: wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: once again, played by Forest Whitaker. Well, then, then there were. <laughs> Now more closely resembles his final uh, uh, resembles his final look in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, a design evolution from his earlier season three appearance. he refers to the rebellion by its formal name, the Alliance to restore the republic see I, I see all that and I raise you. <laughs> number two this episode finally connects the crew of the ghost with the rebel alliance seen in a new hope and rogue one it is the series debut of the masasi base designs that date back to the original star wars film
2: that's awesome Those they're are, still calling them masasi temples
0: yeah. yeah uh next mon motha's fiery question to saw what will what will we become echoes a line from an earlier edit of rogue one where saw asks Jin what she will become this appears in the trailer to rogue one uh, this episode marks the series debut of the U-Wing from Rogue One, now sporting the black and white partisan livery spotted on the X-Wings of Jedha in that film. And it was awesome watching that ship go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was that cool, you know? Yeah. Well, Watching in action is good. But but it's not your normal fight.
1: It, it's almost like it, right, it becomes yeah. the replacement to the Republic gunship.
0: Right, yeah. To some extent. like it, It's like a modified... version of that almost yeah yeah it's a sort
2: of drop yeah
0: (laughs) yeah drop ship yeah uh the rapidly descending career of commander braun titus comes to a dramatic conclusion in this episode having started off as admiral in season two (laughs) that poor fellow now he's poor (laughs) post-mortem braun titus indeed In an earlier version of the script, Saw's pilot was going to be a new character named Lork, who was designed to be a Clatoonian to better connect to, yeah, that. (laughs) To better connect to Rogue One, the pilot was changed to Edrio Two-Tubes, with David Accord reprising his role as Two-Tubes' voice. Uh, ah, Interesting. The astromech droid that projects Saw's hologram, R4-C2, was originally intended to be more of a rival to Chopper, but that particular thread in this story was cut by the first draft of the script. Interesting. Uh, Among the Imperial prisoners is a Thelian Thelian male, a first-time American from that species has appeared on screen. Female Thalians include Rystal Sant from Return of the Jedi, Lats Razzi from The Clone Wars, and Goody Teres from Star Wars Rebels. The final draft of the script has the civilian spaceport named as Feo Station, but earlier in development it was named Teo Station. That change came too late to alter the surface texture of the station model, which has the name Teos printed in Arabic on its surface. They ran out of paint. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. This story points Saw to Jeddah. His presence there would escalate the violence on that moon as his partisan strike against the Imperial occupation as described in the novel Guardians of the Wills. As seen in that story, Saw still has both his legs, meaning that the major injury that causes him to lose one and indeed causes his whole health to deteriorate occur- occurs closer to the events of Rogue One. The Death Trooper Commander, DTF 16, is voiced by Jennifer Hale, who has lent her vocal talents to Star Wars many times before. Most memorable as Bastilla Shan in the Knights of the Old Republic video game and Ala Sakura in Star Wars The Clone Wars.
2: We need another Knights of the Old Republic style game. Yeah. Uh,
0: I would love that so much. We need Jennifer Hale. We can't Hale do another on one the in that
2: series. Yeah. Mm-mm. but we can't do another one in that series, but you can still do that style game in the new canon.
0: Yeah. Definitely. definitely. Uh, the Imperial captain of the cargo ship, unnamed in the final episode, was Captain Wells in earlier drafts of the script. And that's all for the trivia. Well, cool.
1: Well, there's been some theory, uh, as we've talked about many, many times, about Ezra and Snoke and DJ. Um... Ken, why don't you take it from here?
2: Yeah. Well, Dave Filoni has been doing a bunch of interviews. So I got three different stories here for different things he was talking about. But specifically about Ezra, um, Dave sat down and um, laid it out straight up. And from Dave Filoni, he says, I try and beat around the bush, which we all know. That's, that's Dave <laughs> Filoni's first first thing he does when he sits down is um, get ready to start um, ducking and dodging and diving. Right. Um, but he was telling ComicBook.com um, about drawing connections between the live-action films and animated series, is, or series Rebels. Um, he says, "I like the fan theories, and when I and when I read them, I think, well, there's no possible reason that that can't be true. It just isn't true." Right. Um, then he says, "You love the fans." Or you love the fans. I am I'm one of them. Um if I wasn't here working on Star Wars, you'll I'll bet you or I'll bet you I would have a bang out Snoke theory of my own, which that sounds like he actually does know who Snoke is. Now I don't fault them for coming. I think we want them to come up with stuff because it means they're engaging they're engaged, and it shows how much they actually love this story. Now um one of the most popular Snoke theories out there is the fact that Ezra becomes Snoke eventually because he's he plays around with the dark side and stuff as we see in the show um and then ezra who's um voiced by taylor gray uh is a point of contention among a lot of star wars fans uh he's thought to be more powerful than most people realize he was positioned by maul or he was propositioned by darth maul remember to join him in the dark side and his methods sometimes are a bit unexpected from a hero we've seen him toy with the dark side a little bit right uh but uh, and various or yeah because of various complications it's yeah complications it's been through or basically this all comes down to Dave Filoni says straight up um, y'all are wrong about Ezra being Snoke sorry try again fam I knew so, it. Yeah, no matter how good it looks and how great these theories are Dave Filoni said straight up no without any other kind of um, yeah thing no Ezra is not Sno- Snoke now, uh, let me skip over to this one first. Finding out about there's three questions um, where, that Dave Filoni says we will learn the answer to before Rebels is over. Um, and those three questions actually have to do with the fates. We're gonna we will know the fate of Ezra, Kanan, Thrawn, and Ahsoka before the end of Rebels. Mm -hmm. the first one up says I will say just explaining Ezra's past and what happens to him and Kanan is a big one one of the things he wants to talk about he told Gizmodo uh, when he was answering some questions uh, because people have been all over that seeing as they don't see many force wielders in a new hope now throughout the first two seasons we saw Ezra Ezra's quest to become a Jedi but after spending time with Darth Maul at the end of season two fans began seeing the darker side of the character as we were just saying in the last story right now in the episode Episodes since then, Ezra has mostly adhered to the light side of the Force, but all bets are off in the for this final season. Uh, going back to De Filoni, he says um, he moves on and says we brought Thrawn into the picture, so we have um, to answer that que- or answer questions about him now. Now Thrawn, we all know, originally showed up in the '90s novels, uh, but then when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney, they moved all that to Legends, and so everything was outside of canon, until Filoni decided to bring him back into canon in Rebels. Now, um, Filoni was such a fa- such a fan of the character that he brought him back to the galaxy far, far away, and with Thrawn having since become a fan-favorite villain. Now, uh, according to Filoni, and I would say just because it's been a constant question that I've gotten, people keep wondering what happens to the characters like Ahsoka. Now, we know Ahsoka debuted in the Clone Wars. She's been around um, since then all over the place in books, and comic books, on uh, Clone Wars, on Rebels. Uh, she's even been in the Forces of Destiny shorts that are out now. Right. Mm. Um, he says, Floney says straight up, I would say that all these things are on the table this season because you try to answer all those things in the course of the series. So we tried to um, really bring all those answers to bear, whether people would like the answer or not, because it's got to be contained within the hist- or this story. So all those things were on the table going into the season. So those are, those four characters they already, before the season started, they said okay, we have to answer what happens to at least these four characters. Um, Now for me, I'm thinking, um, unfortunately this series doesn't have a happy ending.
0: I can't imagine it would.
2: I'm thinking at least Kanan doesn't make it. Mm -hmm. Ezra maybe, but I don't think so. Mm. Ahsoka could possibly make it out because she's been um, living not quite as a Jedi for long enough that she could possibly go back into hiding, maybe.
0: Mm, Possibly. Or
2: stay in hiding if um, if she did did survive the final that battle with Vader. That, that's um, the
1: thing. She could, did she survive? Yeah. Right.
2: Well, if she did survive, she could possibly stay in hiding, you never know. And Thrawn, you never know. He may have, they may actually send him out to the unknown regions to where he gets where he's at when we see him five years after Return of the Jedi.
0: Mm, because remember,
2: he was out commanding in the wild space, supposedly, in the original Thrawn novels. Right. I mean, I that's can't why no one knew who he was.
0: I can't see them killing him off or anything like that. That would that would be a bad idea.
2: Yeah. No, I'm thinking at the end of Rebels this season, we're, we're going to have to see the Rebels in a place where um, where they're at at Rogue One. So that's, right. they're basically on their heels. The, they have no choice because they know the Death Star is coming, that they have to fight this thing. Mm-mm. They're at a very low place because from there you get to move up to yeah. where we see at the end of Return of the Jedi. You got to put mm-hmm. them in, down at a low spot first so that they have somewhere to go. All right. And then the last one I have here was Dave Filoni also still talking to Star War, uh, comicbook.com was talking about possibly the next Next project after um, the Star Wars Rebels. Now we know the last two series he's worked on were the Clone Wars and Rebels, both animated shows. But um, the StarWars.com actually asked him with the later with um, Rebels now in its final season, could the producer next use his uh, abilities to helm a live action series? Uh, Filoni told ComicBook.com that I tend to think um, in just stories. There are stories I want to tell. There are quite a few that I'm very interested in. The medium to me, um, in a lot of Ways, unless it's important for the story, is not important. I've been really fortunate to spend a lot of time with The Last Jedi writer, director Ly- Ryan Johnson, and um, get on these sets and see the process from the beginning to end. That's been really enlightening. Now, while the animated installments of the Star Wars universe um, are, may not be as well known to the people who are not uh, huge Star Wars fans like us, uh, they are integral components of the um, whole universe's mythos now. Because of Dave Filoni and um, George Lucas and what they did with Rebels and Clone Wars. Uh, but Dave goes on to say, I found in a lot of ways, I'm fortunate that what um, George taught me over the years on how to produce Clone Wars was not very dis- dissimilar from the live-action process that I'm seeing around me. And I think that's because George was or er, is a live-action guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he continues with um, What Lies Ahead? I hope a lot of creative storytelling. I know that I, to this day, am still having a tremendous amount of fun in, the, in this galaxy. I don't know that i would have thought that when i started in 2005 at lucasfilm uh i kind of thought clone wars would have been a two-year job and really fun and then i'd be back in la but lucasfilm is just the greatest creative place that i've certainly been and i really enjoy the people here and the history it has uh he says so it's not just a creative place but a great education for me as a would-be storyteller so it looks like he's not um, said he won't do live action, but he's not said he's going to do animation. It, it, you never, he could go either way. And I still myself, I still hold out hope that at some point he's going to get one of these movies to direct. And actually see yeah. Dave Filoni writing and directing a film.
0: Uh, yeah, I would love to see that.
2: I think that would be cool as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so, he'd be, he's an um, easy choice for this. I think so. Yeah,
0: definitely. I would love to so, see where he would take it, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta think, the guy sat, he's been working at Lucasfilm for, what, 12, 12 13 year, years now? 12, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first seven or eight of those, he was working directly with George Lucas.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's probably the closest thing we have to an actual George Lucas personally trained Star Wars um, everything.
1: Oh, yeah. That's That's what makes him perfect for potential taking on a, a Star Wars film.
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, I would almost like to see him, um, if they move on to um, 11, 12, and 13, it would be fantastic I think, or um, no, 10, 11, 12, sorry, if they do 10, 11, and 12 and bump that into the future with all new characters, similar to what they did with what was it, Legacy of the Force, where uh, they jumped like four, 50, 60 years in the future and all the, everybody we knew was gone.
0: Mm. Oh yeah.
2: And see where he would go with this. Or, let him go back and start um, rewriting the history. History hundreds or thousands of years into the past, right? See what he brings back in. Would he tap into some of the tales of the Jedi stuff? Would he tap into the old Republic stuff? See that Good. that would
1: be cool if he did. I, I would I would love to see you know something like that
2: occur. Yeah. So or maybe we get an Ahsoka movie that everybody's been asking for. This is true too. That is his character. He created her. <laughs> He's done uh, all the stuff for her. Yeah, yeah. So Uh-oh. moving on from there.
1: Uh so we covered the Ezra. Um
2: we, I think we've covered we rebels as far as we can go today. <laughs> we
1: we yeah. kinda we kinda alluded to the fact that you know, could Ezra be DJ? Well, According to Star Wars, again, another story from Star uh the co-writer of Marvel's special Scoundrel Starring One-Shot, uh, which is Star Wars The Last Jedi, DJ number one, uh, this came in a surprise announcement last week. Did I actually get this announcement, or is this something I need to call Marvel about? We shall soon find out. Because um, <laughs> if I didn't get it, I'll be upset. Marvel, I'm You t- won't t-
2: like
0: Mike when he's upset.
2: Yeah, he gets green and uh, ugly and, well, uglier. <laughs> <laughs> What are you trying to say? Uh, I never got it.
1: I need to talk to Marvel. Um, Depends on who released the story or who announced it. uh, it, Marvel revealed in a surprise announcement last week. So it would be Marvel uh, that Star Wars The Last Jedi DJ number one uh, is being written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. These are the guys from uh, Star Wars The Storm's Crate. And they also did the um, Join the Resistance books. Uh, and it's illustrated by Kev Walker, who's been working on Star Wars Doctor Aphra. The comic is set for release on January 31st, 2018, and will follow the mysterious new scoundrel DJ, played by Benicio Del Toro. Uh, we all know so far that the story is set prior to the events of the film, and was still, and a still from the movie uh, was unveiled as a variant cover. Being um, Star Wars fans, we want to no know more. So talking to Ben Blacker, without spoiling anything, what can you tell us about the story? DJ is a character new to the Star Wars universe, created by Ryan Johnson for The Last Jedi. Our one-shot will show you what DJ was doing right up to the moment before we meet him in the film. Um, considering we know so little about DJ, how did you approach crafting the story? And how did you collaborate with Lucasfilm to develop it? Well, I remember this from the writer's panel. Some of this they're sworn, you know, they, they have a non-disclose and they're told we would like you do this story. And here's some character background from the movie. Bring us up to this point. So that's kind of what, what he, what they do. Um, yeah, he says there's a lot of back and forth with Lucasfilm about both the setting and the character. The story takes place on a planet seen in the new movie. There's a lot of info to learn about the location how it works. Uh, more conversation went into DJ's character and how he interacts with the world. He isn't a man of action like so many other characters. Uh, he's crafty and a bit of a mercenary. Um, Lucasfilm did a great job in sort of boiling down DJ's worldview to one sentence, and hopefully that character's thesis statement comes across on every page, and as usual, Story Group was terrific about suggesting new alien species, vehicles, and the like to tie this story to the greater Star Wars universe. Um, so, uh, you've written all kinds of stories, uh, Star Wars characters at this point, like the young heroes and join the Resistance, Luke and Leia in the Storms of Crate comic, and even the stormtrooper from A New Hope who bumps his head, um, and, and he basically says, uh, "Of course, Ryan Johnson created them, and those enormous shoes are, and those are enormous shoes to fill." We're just happy to occupy them for 30 pages. Hopefully, as with any character we didn't create, we were able to leave some small aspects that informs the way the character is approached to the future writers. So, um, so yeah, that's it about uh, about DJ. He is getting a one-shot, a lot and, of, that, and that one-shot yeah. is pretty cool. It's a lot yeah. of
2: information for not giving you any information. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, is true. No this is true. Someone's been studying Dave Filoni's techniques. You think? I wonder if he gives classes at Lucasfilm when you're new. When you're new in the building, they're like, "Okay, you go to Dave. He'll tell you how to answer questions."
1: Yeah, probably. So uh, Halloween is right around the corner. Um, what's some top ten things for Halloween?
0: Uh, well, you know, you can always have a lot of fun with Star Wars and Halloween, and some some of the ten items here are interesting. Uh, number one, Ruby's detailed and fun Star Wars costumes. And they show a picture here on StarWars.com. Of a girl dressed up as Rey and another one dressed up as a pork.
2: <laughs> I want to know if they have hilarious. an adult pork costume like this. <laughs> You'd wear it, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. <laughs> so, I'd be yeah. around as a pork all day.
0: <laughs> if you've ever wanted to be a Jedi, scoundrel, princess, or even a pork, Halloween is your chance. Ruby's has a wide offering of Star Wars Halloween costumes from across the saga, including Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, Rey for kids, uh, the pork for toddlers, Leia. Han and many more. If you don't want to go full costume, but rather have something more subtle, there are options like the Darth Vader headband, tutu skirt, and rhinestone T-shirt. That sounds like something good for you, Mike. I already had the tutu skirt. <laughs> now, number two is something we've actually the talked thing is, about I'm not before. surprised. I
1: know. <laughs> how do you? How do you think I got got away from the? Empire, the last time they tried to catch me.
0: <laughs> you need the headband. Uh, number two, as I said, something we have actually talked about before, and that's the Radio Flyer Amazing Land Speeder. Oh. They
2: still need to make this thing in a, um, a little oh. bit bigger that holds a little bit more weight.
0: I know, it's so okay. awesome. I, a I lot want... more
2: weight? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, see it's the actual drivable land speeder
1: if they do this i want to see ken come to the ring in his final match in
2: it (laughs) i'd do it it don't matter
1: (laughs) i know Um, you would i'm saying but i'm not saying (laughs)
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, number three, Hasbro's super cool electronic helmets and lightsabers instantly become Kylo Ren with the voice changing helmet and crackling lightsaber. Uh you can be a stormtrooper or learn learn the f- ways of the force with raised lightsaber and more. <laughs> those? Perfect for Halloween or just using around the house. Really,
2: those almost look like full size helmets, but I don't I, th- I don't. I think these are the only the half masks like they've been doing. Mm.
0: Uh I know the Poe Wait, I'm not
1: sure. Yeah. No, those are full helmets. Well, yeah, oh, actually, no. It's
2: been, a, it's been they, a long time since they've
0: made those.
1: There, there may or may not be a backplate.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell from that
1: picture. I just saw uh, one the other day. Uh, I'm, I'm checking. Start, check. It looks like this is a full helmet, dude.
2: Wow, I thought they had something. To, the, there was some kind of deal or something that they couldn't. They weren't allowed to make full helmets anymore for some reason. Mm-hmm. A safety concern or something. I don't know what it was.
0: I uh, All right. So, continuing on. Uh, number four, Spook. Star Wars books and comics. If you're a fan of creepy tales, there are plenty to choose from. Uh, Among the many perfect for Halloween night are Marvel's Star Wars, The Screaming Citadel, Adventures in Wild Space, The Darkness, Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens, Volume 1, and the upcoming Are You Scared, Darth Vader? Or, if you just want to honor the villains of the galaxy, DK Publishing's Vile Villains sticker book might be the evil choice for you. Interesting. Number five, I have Star Wars pez of course I have which I have many I have, uh, a, I have a
2: lot of the original trilogy stuff.
0: I like that That BB-8 Han Solo
2: one. in the picture here looks weird.
0: The old Han Solo, yeah. <laughs> I like the BB-8 one, though. Yeah. Uh, if you, it's Halloween season. If you want candy around the house, it's hard to beat a Millennium Falcon Pez gift tin, complete with BB-8, Ray, old Han Solo, and Chewy dispensers. They sell this at Cracker Barrel. I have not seen it. It's kind of interesting. The, Saw it the last tin night. sounds interesting, though.
1: Yeah, the tin shapes
0: like the falcon that's awesome uh number six fifth Sun's clever star wars meets halloween t-shirts if halloweenified star wars tees are more your style fifth Sun has what you need check out all of their spooky offerings from character trick-or-treating to bb-8 in pumpkin colors and more actually that's cool the bb-8 pumpkin mm-hmm. <laughs> it says uh in our opinion these are cool enough to wear for any holiday eh, i don't know about that but <clears throat> number seven must have Star Wars Halloween decorations and pumpkin carving and painting tools. It's time to combine some Halloween traditions with Star Wars. Jimmy has, or is that Gimme has a wide offering of Halloween-themed Star Wars products including pumpkin carving and painting tools and decorations like this awesome inflatable Yoda holding a pumpkin. We know wow. your minds are blown, so are ours. Actually, the Yoda looks a little weird yeah. in that picture. Yeah, it looks like-
2: the, be- the best blow-up thing I've ever ever seen for Halloween was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, I've the seen that one. That State one's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, that mm-hmm. one is cool. Uh, number eight hybrids, well designed Star Wars Halloween clothes for kids. They're adorable. I like the the little uh, R2D2 and skeleton C3PO. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. It's a very of the dead look to them.
0: Yeah, younglings and Padawans can also can also show their love for Star Wars and the scariest of holidays thanks to hybrid. There are a variety of teas including skeleton C3PO on r2 for toddler boys a haunting darth vader for boys and more you so know yeah, what I i'm gonna I don't say like this right the, now
1: it's not just
0: for boys right yeah um my wife and i were talking about that the other day for some reason about boys and girls stuff and anyway i had mentioned you mike and your daughter and how you, how you had talked about her trying to find like superhero clothes and stuff yeah that weren't pink and yeah it, it, it's it's insane hmm Uh, number nine, Hannah Anderson's creative Halloween pajamas. These are adorable. Uh, Hannah Anderson has several Star Wars pajamas available, including Halloween and possibly dark side powered glow in the dark options. Even at bedtime, future Jedi can have a Star Wars Halloween fun. Um, now it doesn't say if those are for children or adults, but maybe there's some for adults. (laughs) Like the dark. Well, I know
2: if you go, if you go to Target, they have the Wookiee onesies for adults. Mm. I've
0: seen that, yeah
2: i picked it up and put it down multiple, multiple times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's, uh, my
2: wife has done the same thing. She's tempting. picked it up to give it to me. We can never find one that we think will be the right size.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes, yeah, so, so my
2: wife's an enabler. <laughs>
0: uh, number 10, Disney parks, exclusive Halloween pins and shop Disney lightsabers. If you're not yet a pin trader, you will be, you will be <laughs> right. <laughs> right now you can find trick-or-treating Yoda along with C-3PO and R2-D2 trading pins exclusively at Disney Parks. Yeah, uh, And if if you're looking for more lightsabers and Star Wars weapons to complete your Halloween ensemble, Shop Disney carries a Ray lightsaber, Darth Vader lightsaber, First Order laser axe, and more.
2: We finally got a name for that thing. The laser. I know,
0: and it's really cool. Yeah. I actually kind of yeah. want to get just that. <laughs> so that's the 10 stuff. It's one,
2: the, one of the only few items um, that are like the lightsaber that I've seen that's not a lightsaber.
0: Right. Yeah, I know
2: at the parks you can get a gaffy stick that's made of foam and stuff, but other than that, it's like for these long um, cosplay items like this or cosplay toys. Even usually, it's just lightsabers is all you have. This laser mm-hmm. axe is awesome if you want to cosplay something other than Jedi. Well, uh, I, yeah,
1: I will tell you if you guys remember, I got this back in January.
2: Oh yeah,
1: which is the Bluetooth com. They don't sell this anymore. Oh really? Yeah. So what was uh, it? It's the uh, Bluetooth comlink. Oh okay, yeah, and, and they don't they don't sell it anymore. So um. Well, I guess that leaves things up to me. How about uh, I I think we said this is probably what the title is going to be for the website as well as we get it going, whether it's Ken or myself or even Derek getting updated on this or getting this updated for the site. Uh, It will be coming eventually. Um, This is uh, basically from the Jedi library, right?
2: I think that's what we said. I don't remember off the top of my head. My brain's fried. I've been working on another (laughs) website this weekend or all week.
1: Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, these are the books that are coming out both in the UK and in the U S for the next week. Uh, on Tuesday, the 31st, we have legends of Luke Skywalker journey to the last Jedi. Um, it's a children's hardback book, a collection of myths and tall tales about the legendary Jedi Luke Skywalker, which I have to get that for Zoe. And then, um, on Wednesday, new comic book day, Darth Vader, number seven legacies end Part 1, Charles Soule and Giuseppe Garmicoli, um, as Vader takes his place in command of the Emperor's Secret Inquisitor's program, he sets the sights on one of the most dangerous Jedi remaining alive, and it's not who you would expect. Now, over in the UK... Jar Jar. <laughs> don't start. I
0: was expecting Jar Jar.
1: So. Unless you could back that up, don't start. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Um, over in the UK, we still got the same two books, The Legends of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader number 7, but on Thursday, they have coming out Star Wars Stormtroopers Beyond the Armor, which came out here this week. Um, is Ryder Wyndham and Adam Bray. Uh, a New Hope introduced the Imperial Stormtroopers. These terrifying, faceless, well disciplined soldiers in white have become a universal symbol of oppression. Explore these striking warriors and their evolution and depth for the first time. Trace the roots of their creation and design and explore how these elite troopers have de- been depicted in movies, cartoons, comics, novels, and merchandising. Sorry, little space balls. Yogurt reference there. Merchandising, (laughs) merchandising, merchandising. So on that note, that's gonna, that's gonna kind of bring us to a close. Any final thoughts?
2: Well, I got one real quick. Um, anybody who's been out in the grocery store in the last couple of weeks has seen that General Mills has started a new, um, campaign with Star Wars for, um, all of their Big G cereals. Your uh, Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, Reese's Puffs, uh, Cookie Crisp, all those have pictures of Ray and, and, um, explore the Force on the label there. But that's not all. Also, checksmith all your, um, Chex Mix bags have it, and go have it. Now, if you have the Star Wars app on your phone and click on Explore the Force there's an augmented reality feature that if you take a picture of one of those bags, you get a chance to actually um, take a quiz right after that real quick. It takes maybe a minute and it tells you whether you get a light side or dark side character and you get now um, you guys have the apps, right?
1: Yes. Yep.
2: Have you seen the frames that you can use for sell- the selfie frames? Yep. Yeah. Well, if you go either light side or dark side, you unlock a new selfie frame really? by doing this. Now, um, also in your Big G serials, um, which the ones they have listed here, I actually just opened up the app. They have Honey Cheerios, Cheerios, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, um, Cocoa Puffs, uh, Reese's Puffs, and Cookie Crisp. Uh, in the Big G Cereals, they actually have, you can get one of six color changed um, cereal spoons. Mm. Which is always fun. When I was growing up, the reason you bought cereal was what was coming in the box. Right. And that may or may not be why there's a box of Cheerios downstairs right now.
1: <clears throat> I I have
2: a collector spoon.
1: I don't remember if it was for Kingdom Skulls or if it was Revenge of the Sith but I did save box tops to get the R2-D2 party ball though that does make sound, the bass makes sound.
2: <laughs> awesome!
1: So, cool any other final thoughts?
0: I have one. Alrighty uh, I believe this particular story is coming, is happening in Canada, but it might be happening I think I've heard of other places it's happening as well, uh, but Cineplex Theaters is holding hosting an 18 hour long Star Wars marathon leading up to The Last Jedi. It's uh the event's gonna run $80 for admission uh and you'll be seeing eight movies all eight of the saga movies um and it's happening at the scudia bank theater in richmond street uh i'm not sure what city it's in on december 13th toronto
2: that might be toronto Toronto.
0: yeah it is toronto yeah Yeah, that's what i thought that's Um, not that far
2: away that's only about four hours
0: from you maybe well, there you go. You can go see. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's
1: a lot farther for me.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> pretty far for me too. I think I there might be the
1: furthest away.
0: I think you are. You can go up there and uh, spend the night and watch all eight movies. Um, and then there's uh, if you don't if you don't think you can last all eighteen hours, which is a long time. I, I'm assuming they have intermissions in between. Usually uh, they
2: only have about 15 minutes in between movies.
0: Another theater is doing a double feature of the force awakens in the last Jedi. So that's kind of interesting. If you're in that area, you can do that. Um, and like I said, I think there are other theaters that are doing similar things around, uh, around the country and stuff. And, uh, I want to say they. I don't know if they're
1: doing the marathon at the AMC at Disney, but I've heard of a couple marathon options around here in the Orlando yeah, area.
0: I think I've heard of some around here too. And that's, it's funny. That's something that me and my buddy Chris, who's my co-host on Keepers of the Fringe, we always used to talk about doing a Star Wars marathon, but that was before um, before Disney bought Star Wars and started making more movies.
1: <laughs> Even more movies.
0: <laughs> so, hey, I'm not uh,
1: complaining, because it, it does make things easy to get through.
0: True, but yeah. Cause, but we were talking about it recently and we were like, yeah, now we'll have to include the, the, uh, the Clone Wars and the rebels cartoons and uh
2: yeah yeah doing a complete star wars rock or um watch through is a long process now six (laughs) seasons of clone wars four seasons of rebels to add in there with it if we're stick
1: if we're sticking with just canon yeah yeah so uh, that's all i got to say about that if we're just sticking with canon you're you're talking almost two weeks? Mm-hmm. Probably.
2: That's if you're playing them all the time.
1: Yeah. How many, of
2: or, um, how many episodes of Clone Wars were there? Give me a minute. Uh, it's like six.
0: Six five seasons, I know.
1: Five seasons plus uh, the the unofficial six. Well, I guess it was the official. No, six. that was
2: official. That was and that, official, and that was thirteen there. And how many episodes of Star Wars Rebels? Two, one hundred and twenty-one episodes plus the two-hour movie
0: yeah. plus so the two-hour
1: movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, try it. Well, and don't forget. Yeah, it is right. Uh, 121 episodes. That's 60
2: hours of Clone Wars there. 62 hours, probably, Mm. if you add in the movie. Yep. Which Rebels. I'm sorry.
1: The movie did not translate well for the the theater because it wasn't Mm. initially designed for the theater. It it was designed for TV.
0: Sounds like your dog agrees. Uh,
1: she does. And I almost want to send BB-8 over to Zapper.
2: <laughs> well, then you got to add, as of, um, as of March 25th to 27th, at the end of season three, there were 63 episodes of Rebels already. Plus, mm-hmm. the how many are we getting this season? Uh, 13, 15. So, yeah, you got a lot to work in there in between episode three and, and Rogue One. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you do it all.
1: Season four is going to be 15, 15 episodes. Okay. So, the first and the last season are 15. The middle two or twenty-two each. So, um, I guess oh, that no. Does- I was wrong. You
2: got to watch Clone Wars between two and three.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, oh, yeah. so that does bring us to a close, right? I think so. Well, then there's only one thing left to say. Time to wrap up. Bye bye.
2: Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter.
0: Jax, I can hold it. Pull on. No, I'm all right. No
1: placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this r2 unit i've lost r2